What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Cues to Healing podcast. It's Dr. Janae and Dr. Pam here with another mental health conversation for you all this week. But first things first, as we always do, homegirl, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I'm blessed and highly favored. Ugh. Okay. Going to his throne. You feel me? He's been coming out. I've been on the main line with him. Okay. You know, telling him what I want. And he's been coming through. Okay. That's I know that's say, right. Amen. I know that's right. You know what? I love that for you. I myself am having a good week. So we just going to keep, you know, bringing in the blessings and all of the things that are for us. Amen. Amen. Uh, Before we get a little bit ahead of ourselves, uh, Deaconess, Bishop, Prophetess, Pastor (laughs) Pam, um, I want to set the tone for this week, if that's okay with you. May the church say amen. Amen. All right. Um, so if you couldn't tell uh, by, you know, if you saw her right now, she got a little, you know, sweat rag, she patting the head. Hey. We want to talk about something that is important in many communities. But of course, Houston Healing is for anybody, but our focus is for us, our people. So we're talking to you, Black folks and anybody else that can relate to this message, especially communities of color. But we need to talk about the role in which folks are allowing church to prevent them from their healing, from their mental mm-hmm. well-being. So y'all might not like us by the end of this episode, and that's okay. But one thing we have committed ourselves to doing, and we've committed this podcast to doing, is keeping it real. And the yes, reality ma'am. is a lot of people are hiding behind church, faith, their spiritual book to address what they really need to be addressing in a science-based study school of thought. Mm. And that is psychotherapy oh so black folks i know listen we as a community love us in church look because without him who would we be right we're not even gonna get into where that comes from but community speaking we love us in church Uh um primarily christian church you know the praise the worship the organs all the things wonderful there is nothing wrong with anyone's faith anyone's religion anyone's spirituality Uh um However, a lot of us feel like that is all we need to get on by Mm. is that good book and that Mm. service and that prayer and that consecration and all of that stuff. (laughs) And and I'm going to tell you right now, it's wrong. (laughs) So listen, listen, y'all. Today's going to have a word, honey. We got a word for you. It's just not the word you think it's going to be because... I understand. I love God, okay? And if you don't love God, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with but, you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> but, That's all. But, but, you know, I, we got to be real. Like Dr. Janae said, there's certain things that we got to, like, really pay attention to and kind of, like, take off that protective layer. Because mm-hmm. as we know, there's a lot of things in our community we don't talk about, we don't want to address, we don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. So, because we're avoiding it nine times out of 10, because we are so faith-based, it turns into this kind of like pray it away. God going to fix it. He's the ultimate healer. Ain't nothing too big for God. And there isn't, but however, <laughs> but however, he's not going to come down by himself, him and his 12 homies to come fix your one problem. He's going to use people. That's my belief. Mm-hmm. Now, if you believe that, and you like, yeah, 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 he can use people. Then why not your therapist? Then why not your psychiatrist? Then why not your PCP? Because you need a little bit more help than the regular folks. 
you need somebody specializing in the help that you need. Right. When I've been met with the resistance of, oh, I'm just dealing with blank, um, you know, but God going to see me through and all I got to mm. do is pray and all I got to do these spiritual aligning things to deal with my mental and emotional state. I'm like, oh, okay, so you believe in God? And they're like, you know, they, of course I do. And they start coming with the scripture and all the things. And I'm like, so you believe that God created us all in his image, you know, with our mm. unique skills and, you know, yeah. and, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and I'm Amen. like, so you don't think God gave the skills to the people he entrusted to become mental health workers and therapists Hello. and doctors? And then they get real quiet and they be looking at me like, do I fight her? Do I cuss her out? (laughs) Do I pray for her? Because I just came in my real big church bag. So I can't cut up, but I want to cut up because I'm not wrong. And I'm going to stand on that. And I think a lot of people that are resistant to therapy more times than not have not gone to therapy. And that's the biggest issue is Mm -hmm. like you're screaming about something that you won't do that don't work for you and you haven't tried it. Um, and I recognize other people have experiences where they did try it and it didn't work for them. And we kind of talk about what to do in those circumstances, but Mm -hmm. most church folks, and I'm talking about traditional church folks, they're not even engaging in the thought of therapy, um, because they're so resistant. They think that it is complete opposition to whomever their higher power is, whatever they call that person, whatever book they read from, whatever temple they go to, they feel like by going to get therapy, that is minimizing that individual's power. And what Mm -hmm. folks don't realize is your faith is a part of your treatment plan. Faith Mm -hmm. is a part of your therapy. There are therapists based in your particular religion that are going to talk about all the wonderful things about your higher power and also talk about your mental illnesses and your traumas. And there's a space for both. And so many people have that all or nothing or black and white thinking that they're like, you said, God is my ultimate healer. And it's like, okay, he is got you heard you loud and clear. However, God is also going to utilize a care team to get you there. Come on. Come on. You got angels on earth. (laughs) Okay. Because I don't understand how you was sitting with me praising God and thanking him for this degree that I got that allows you to call me doctor, but then you won't take my advice for the thing that I got the degree in. (laughs) so god ain't in that no more like i don't understand um but i think there's a fear of the acceptance of mental health because again it's been stigmatized so much in our community that Mm -hmm. people really don't even know what mental health or what mental health issues look like or how to properly identify things right Mm -hmm. like the person that's gonna be like man i'm stressed i'm stressed i'm stressed and i'm stressing about this and i'm stressing about that and i'm worrying about this and i'm worrying about that but then when you say oh so you have anxiety and they're like no i ain't got that i got god (laughs) what did you talk about and you're like wait you just said you was worried about every and anything Mm -hmm. and you were stressed out baby that's anxiety <laughs> mm-hmm. let's talk about it i'm just giving you the words to properly address what's going on with you mm-hmm. or it's like have you ever thought about therapy you're like yeah i talk to the pastor all the time pastor's waiting for your 10 percent. okay pastor's not always gonna give you everything correctly because he is what man okay so let's have somebody that specializes in what you are struggling with like the fact that you are have these up and down emotions or there's things that are out of the ordinary pastor is specializing in the good book and the word Mm -hmm. that is his specialty 
Get somebody that specializes in your mental health. Get somebody that specializes in understanding what anxiety looks like. You're not mm-hmm. going to go to your pastor to get the cure for cancer. I would hope not. So, unless your pastor is a medical doctor and he got a lot of time on his hands if he leading the flock and okay. cure cancer. Because listen, okay. but the okay. one that when I really want to push buttons and, and ruffle feathers, Uh-oh. I sit there and I have I, I engage in the, the religious dialogue with the folks. Especially, again, whatever you identify as. Because I'm well-versed. I know a little bit of, of most of the stuff. So I'm talking to the person. <laughs> you know, I believe in God. And God is the this. And I don't believe in that universe uh-huh. stuff. And this mental health. And it's, uh-huh. it's God. And uh-huh. it is the Bible. Or it is Allah. And uh-huh. the Quran. And it is Buddha. Like, uh-huh. you know, they are, they are dying on that hill. And I'm like, okay. All right. I understand. I hear you. That makes perfect sense. I am uh-huh. validating that. I'm like, um, so... You know, when did you come into this relationship with your mm. higher power? Most of them are born in it. Their family is that religion, that faith base. Uh-huh. They have went to the spiritual, you know, temples. They've done all the things. And I'm like, mm. okay, so you were taught that this is what you need to do. This is what you need to believe. This is the salvation of your soul is that you need to walk and talk and do these things, right? Um, uh-huh. You know, you read these stories out of your your readings, you know, you the, the miracles that have happened, the wonders and all the things, but you yourself have never seen these stories take place. You yourself have never seen this higher power standing in front of you and you believe. So you have faith. Mm-hmm. So if you know something is off with your wellness, your mental being, your happiness, mm-hmm. your wholeness, mm-hmm. you are not willing to apply that same level of faith and diligence in a team of folks for you to be better. Ooh. And then they don't like me. Ooh, they don't like me after that. Ooh. Cause them is fighting words, girl. Was you, you was but, shaking their core. You was shaking the table. But that's what I'm here to do is to shake the table. Cause again, I told y'all with all due respect, I don't give a damn if you like me, but you <laughs> need to work on yourself. You are bothering the people because mm. you are making excuses for your bad behavior and your inability or not inability, your unwillingness to grow because you are hiding behind your book. You are hiding mm. behind your service. You are hiding mm-hmm. behind your higher power. Instead of saying, yeah, I do got anger issues and I need some anger management. I need some treatment to understand why I deal, like why this is a trauma response as opposed to I'm going to go to church. Cause you didn't set up in service for that hour and a half, two hours, four hours of you in a black Southern church and mm. you didn't act it like it's fixed, but come Sunday night, you still acting a fool and lashing out at people and cussing folks out. So nothing has been Shoot, resolved. Sometimes you're doing you just, at the church. That part in the parking lot. Service mm. then ended and you at the that fool. of God? Like, come on now. Come it's on not. now. But like you said, people use religion, faith, and spirituality as this mask. It protects them because mm-hmm. we're taught, we believe that forgiveness comes from our higher power. And that's very yeah. true. But that does not excuse your bad behavior just because you go repent and you ask for forgiveness and you get at 10% of your check and you go on the missions trip, you still are deeply anxious. You're deeply depressed. You're deeply wounded. And you're not addressing that because you have allowed yourself to believe that if you just go to church, you just go praise and worship, you screaming in the pews, you got your fan going, everything is good. And it's not, and you know it's not, but I talk about this a lot, that comfort leaves us complacent. So you're like, yeah. I don't know what the hell therapy is. I don't know what they're going to connect and unpack and have me refocus and do different with. But I notice, I know church, I know them songs, I, mm-hmm. I know the Christmas play. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit over <laughs> here, listen, listen. <laughs> I, I, I know the Easter service because it ain't changed in 20 years. I, I can tell you the script. Come on. So I'm going to sit over here because that other thing you're talking about 
is a little bit too exposed and raw for me. It's terrifying, but I got God. So I'm going to just keep saying that. And even though you believe it and it is a fact for you, and it may be a universal fact, that's not getting you to where you need to be. And so you need to recognize that there is a space for your ultimate healer, your higher mm-hmm. power, but there's a space for therapy because look, the, the church ain't cutting okay. it, clearly. Clearly. And I, I, I almost argue the fact that when you sit there and you box yourself in and you use your faith as a as a way to minimize or as a band-aid, you are stopping God from doing his work in your life because you are not allowing him to touch the people necessary to help you get to being your abundant self or being your um, best version of yourself because you are limiting his work in your life, just point blank, period. You know what I mean? Um, So for me, it's like, yeah, God gonna fix it. But when he's showing you the way to fix it and you're acting like you don't see it, you shooting yourself in the leg. When you pray mm-hmm. for something and 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 you manifest it or you you uh you know really tap in to do something but you don't do the work that's behind it, you, what are you doing? You're just doing it lip service. Mm-hmm. They say um you so God got me, God got me, but God also helps those who help themselves. So the way you help yourself is to tap into those professionals. The Come way on. you help yourself is to learn yourself the way you Mm -hmm. help yourself is to be honest with yourself and be able to understand that yes i have a faith base i have the lord and he's going to be my strength to battle these mental health issues he's going to be my strength to push through so although i'm struggling with depression i'm not going to take my own life because of my faith base you are limiting the power of your faith and your your foundation if you don't use it effectively or understand the role in which it plays so that you can be a better evolved version of yourself. Cause what they say, girl, faith without works is dead. And listen, dead. y'all is the walking dead because you hide behind that cloak, <laughs> that shield of protection. God, 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 Allah, who, no, you need to do all of that. But then you need to come to your session and you need to do that homework after you get done with your spiritual reading. So you need to read your verses and your scriptures. And then you need to do that exercise, that reflection. You need that cognitive restructuring in addition to your love yeah. and, your, and your healing and your support from your higher power and your spiritual community. The two can coexist. And so I often, that's the first thing I, and when we do intakes, you know that we ask all of the demographic information. Yeah. And when you identify with the face, okay, what does that look like to you? What does mm-hmm. that mean to you? Do you mm-hmm. practice so independently? Do you practice in a church setting? Mm-hmm. And we talk about that. Like you said, if someone is depressed and they feel like, because listen, I don't give a damn how you identify. You put on some black gospel music, it's going to take you to another level. You're going to be like, okay. I'm feeling good today. Okay. I don't care what your religion is or if you don't have one. And that's fine. But when that song goes off, you might feel the effects of it for a little bit longer. you know. But at nighttime, the next day, you're still depressed. So the, the music, the worship, the readings, the service, all of those things help you and they remind you and they keep you going on, but they're not enough to sustain you because whatever is at the root of your mental and emotional discord is still there. And so again, if you have faith in your higher power and you love your higher power enough, your higher power, like you said, wants you to be the best version of yourself, which is why you separate yourself from things that are not pleasing to your higher power. That is why you die to yourself. So you follow their power, their, their commands Mm -hmm. and their will. Mm -hmm. 
So if you believe all of that, then you have to believe that this higher power wants you to be your best self to enter their kingdom. So you being depressed and anxious and having unhealthy attachment is not what they want for you. And they've given you the tools to fix it. And so when you get to the end of your time and you sit in front of your creator and you say, oh man, life was good, but I had all these issues. And your creator look at you and be like, no, you didn't. Because I had this. I I sent you the signs a million times, a million times. And you, you avoided them. You used me as your scapegoat. What you gonna say then? It's gonna be real quiet. It's gonna be real quiet on that day. It's like those uh, those reels where it's the girls like, God, send me a sign. He ain't the right one. And then everything starts burning around her. Send me another one. That 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 ain't it. Miss <laughs> like, ma'am. Miss ma'am, ma'am, I sent it. I sent it 10 times. You ain't listening. You ain't listening. So I feel like understanding how to use faith to our uh, benefit. Mm-hmm. And how to make it effective in this realm of mental wellness is important. It's very, very much important. So Absolutely. for me, you know, like as therapists, we're supposed to be unbiased. We're not supposed to bring ourselves in the room. We're not supposed to do all that. Right. Okay. Um, but I think my faith helps me in the work that I do, because when people do have a strong faith or whatever they believe in, I'm able to help them bridge and connect those dots, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm sitting in therapy and I'm talking about, well, how do you cope? What is what is what are your tools? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, well, okay, you said you had a strong faith base, right? Do you go to church? No, not really. I, I tend to pray by myself. I tend to, you know, listen to my spiritual hymns. I I read my Bible. Okay, so we're gonna incorporate that into your care, right? Yeah. We're gonna be proactive. We're gonna use the things that you already have a foundation as. And the things that help you and you know helps you in an effective way, right? So allowing your faith and your religion or your spirituality to be your coping strategy, your motivation, and your foundation, right? So then using that faith-based coping in a way that is real to you, right? Because, for example, when you talk about prayer, we people pray in all kinds of ways. People, some people pray five times a day. Some people have to, you know, sanctify their area before they pray. Some people sing hymns. Some people just out loud talk to God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding what kind of prayer person you are and incorporating that into your, into your care, right? That could be your meditation. For me, I will put on the gospel. I will put on the, uh, what do you call it? The hymnals and whatnot. And that just lifts my spirit. That kind of, you know, purifies my area. So then I'm kind of feeling at peace. Then I can do my prayer. My prayer can then be my manifestation. That can be my uh, affirmations, if you will. The scripture can be my affirmations, right? There you go. Um, Because that's reminding me of the covenant I have with God and what he said he was going to do for me or whatever it may be. And that's what keeps me pushing through that foundation, that motivation, that, that push to continue to be effective in my mental health, be intentional in my mental health, be intentional in all aspects of my well-being so that I can be there to receive all the gifts that I'm supposed to get, right? Because I know he said he was going to give me, listen, I know I did not come in this life to suffer. God said I will not suffer. (laughs) So I have to be in a place 
so I'm not suffering. Amen. Okay. I need some organs right here, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. But for real, because once we start taking our prayer and not using it for granted, using it as our meditation, using our scripture as our positive affirmation, um, when we're down bad, when we're anxious, when we're depressed, and we're understanding that, you know, because I believe in this higher power and he ha- he is the one that shines a light on my life, I'm not going to fall victim to these negative thoughts that I'm having, or mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow myself to stay in this space because I know it doesn't feel good for me, or I'm not going to allow myself to do these things. So I'm going to take the necessary steps, whether that is making sure I take this medication every day, because that is what is helping. I'm going to do mm-hmm. that. And then I'm going to pray. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to read right. my scripture. Then I'm going to listen to my, my, um, what do you call it? My hymns. And I'm going to go to church because yeah. that's what makes me feel good. Those are my and I'm still going to make my weekly therapy session in the midst of that all because I am loving my God. I am serving Come my on. God, but I'm also loving myself, which is what my God calls me to do. Come on. And that's the part people get so fixated on. I have this issue that I'm so scared to address. It makes me look different. It makes me look weak. And I have been told that strength is found in my higher being. So if I just attach myself to that and I hyper fixate on that, then I'm going to be okay. And it's like, no. Now you've just, you as, as healthy and as stable as your faith may be, you have turned mm-hmm. it into something unhealthy because you are using it to prevent you from doing what you actually need to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the part where like a lot of people leave church because when the pastor starts getting too real and call, when the when the message isn't just uplifting and edifying mm-hmm. and about how you're going to mm-hmm. have all this money mm-hmm. and, and all that you're going to have your, your riches in heaven, when they start calling people out, that's when folks start leaving the church. And so it's the Look, same that way. Finger where it's like, real quick. That listen, finger go I'm, up real quick. Listen, this, this ain't the, the pastor back. for me. And it's like, uh, what? Well, because uh, they was telling you the truth. They wasn't telling you what uh, you wanted to hear. Uh-huh. And it's the same way where it's like, yeah, you can love your higher power, but you also need to be in therapy. And a lot of churches have moved to having an actual professional therapist or counselor or something of the sorts there to help you navigate. And I yes. have found people talk about that those services are underutilized. So it's yeah, like when you got so. you got a professional on site in the church house with their own office, but you ain't going you in that room. That that just further perpetuates that we don't want to change. We want to sit in our sadness and our brokenness, in our mm. lack, and we just keep clinging to this, you know, this this perfect life in the afterlife. I don't want my next life after I'm sitting in a casket to be abundant. I want the one that I'm living here on today to be yes. abundant. So what I need to do to make that happen, whether it's uncomfortable, whether it's new, I'm going to do it. And I'm encouraging you all to do it. And again, if you have a higher power, I'm pretty confident that that's what your higher power is calling you to do. Yes, because at the end of the day, just because you go to the doctor every year and get your annual checkup and you take medication for your headache does not mean you do not believe in God. And just because you go to therapy does not mean you do not believe in God. Okay, Mm -hmm. because these are all tools that he blessed us with. Be able to navigate this thing called life Mm -hmm. because child life is life and it's hard. So we need all the tools we can have for our holistic care. We need God. We need the choir. We need the deacon. We need our therapist. We need our PCP. We need our family, our friends. And hell, you might even need your support animal, your dog. That's not me. I don't like animals like that. Sorry, don't come. You really don't. (laughs) (laughs) I know if you know me for real, 
But look, but look, God brought the animals. So they work for some people. They don't work for others. So we have exactly. this. And, and we talk about that in the treatment plan. It is this toolbox of all the things. And so your God fits there. But that mm-hmm. cannot be the only thing in your tool belt. It's not going to work. Um, I literally had somebody yesterday. It was not a client. I will make sure to put that out there. It was an evaluation mm-hmm. of sorts. Won't go into the details. But this person that I was evaluating for a particular matter at work, was visibly, visibly in everything they were saying. This was a man. And just, I bring that up because societally speaking, men are taught not to show emotion. Did, when mm-hmm. I tell you this man was weeping, snot coming out his nose, he Come was on, down yeah. bad. He was going Good. through it. And so as I'm doing this evaluation, I'm like, hey, I'm here for this one particular purpose to assess you and evaluate you, but I'm happy to connect you with our mental health services. Like, yes, yeah. I am one of the mental health providers, but I am not the direct patient care so I can, I can send you to another doctor. And this person looked me in the eyes. I mean, a mess and was like, it's okay. I'm going to just keep praying that God is going to fix this situation. And, and I was like, I hear you. And I was validating that. I was like, however, we have been in this room for 40 minutes and you have been broken down for a good 37 of them. Like we've had three Ooh. minutes of you not about to fall about this chair. I'm like, oh, well, I, you know, I'm not suicidal. That's what, that's the first thing it went to, I'm not suicidal. I said, okay, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because that was surely going to be one of the questions. I said, however, you are broken. Like, I'm not even about to diagnose you because that's not the purpose of this assessment. But big dog, mm-hmm. I, can, I can hit you with about five diagnoses right now that we have treatment for. We have trained professionals who are assigned to this unit that you're in to work with you. I'm going to just, I'm going to just go back and I'm going to pray. And I'm just like... There's, this is not no involuntary commitment and it would have been a waste of that person's time and of the other therapist's time to make a referral for the person. Cause I was like, I could put a referral in for you. And he was uh-huh. hell bent, hell bent on his God, his good book. And I was just like, okay. And I hate that for him. I sincerely hate that for him because the stuff that he was telling me he had gone through in life, there were people that could have helped him to navigate that, to be a better version uh-huh. of himself while he continued to honor and serve his higher power. See, he didn't want to convert those things. He didn't. I'm sure. I'm sure there has been many, 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 many rams in the bush that were telling him like, yo, you might want to go check on that. And you, Mm -hmm. like you said, you were, listen, I believe that everything happens in decency and order. And I believe things happen for a reason. There's a reason why you were the person that talked to him and was Mm -hmm. able to see that and still be like, Hey, you know, I understand I'm here for one reason, but like, you also need this. Mm-hmm. But because your eyes are wide shut and you refuse to look, you missed your blessing right then and there. You missed your blessing. So, you know, I documented if you it. believe in them. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So hopefully it's going to come back around, you know, but it's like, I need people to wake up and open their eyes and not just be the walking dead. Like you said you know? Right. And I love how you were able to kind of chronicle your journey as somebody who is a therapist, somebody who has navigated the therapeutic process as a client before, but you talked and gave a great example of how the practices you use for your spiritual well-being are incorporated into your mental health treatment plan. Like when you were like, yeah, prayer is a form of meditation. Sure. Scriptures as positive affirmations. Absolutely. Like faith can motivate you. It can provide you that grounding. Like all of those things are so factual. However, they're not in and of themselves going to work to minimize your anxiety symptoms, your depression, your obsessive, your, your obsessive compulsions. Like 
your poor boundaries. Like, yes, those there are things that you can refer to in your Bible, in your Quran, in your readings, in your tarot cards, whatever you use that can give you some guidance. But when you bring in that mental health professional, it brings it all together for you and you specifically while honoring your faith, while honoring your commitment to your higher power. But people are so focused that that on that one side of the coin Mm -hmm. that you're giving all the power away to your higher being who is trying to instill power in you. And you just keep handing it back. You're scared. You don't believe in yourself. You don't want to be a better version of yourself when you realize what it takes. You just want a quick fix. Yeah. You just want to yeah, go, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. better. You don't want to walk the, the walk. You, That's listen, the one. get my sweat rag out and pass the collection plate. Because is that there is like, the, is it, hey, do we got a virtual okay. collection plate? I think it's a little support button. So <laughs> Give me all my cash listen, app. I was like, <laughs> listen, we, we preaching. So if you, because look, I am so tired of people acting like their faith is what is going to keep them all together. I'm like, you falling apart as you talking about it. But if you believe it, I can't get, I can't get you to change your mind. But maybe if you listen to this and then you get into some meditation, you find you a scripture that's saying exactly what we're saying. Maybe that is what it'll take. But Mm -hmm. the God that you believe in and the God that you serve has called you for greatness. And if there is something in your past or if there is something in your present that is preventing you from it and we can identify it and treat it and not me and Dr. Pam personally, but any therapist, if we can treat it and help you navigate it, while bringing alongside the most important spirit being or set of spirit beings in your life, why would you go against what your God has for you out of fear? Out of fear and complacency and laziness, quite frankly, hmm. right? Because you said it there. There. Why is there faith-based therapist if this is not a thing? Okay. And I think there's a lot of, all right, y'all, <laughs> a bunch of pearls. <laughs> there's a lot of shame <laughs> there's a lot of shame and guilt that comes along with faith and religion as well mm-hmm. right so sometimes there's a lot of people out here that are apprehensive to going to faith-based therapy because you have to be honest with all the things that you are doing that the faith-based person might see as ungodly or you know judge you for it right so understanding that yeah, there's a space for a, a, a Christian therapist or a, a, a Muslim therapist or whatever have you. There's a space for that, right? But there's also a space for just someone that is just a therapist that's that void of the spiritual guilt and shame that comes with that, right? Mm-hmm. And understanding that either way, this is your plan of care. If you want to bring your faith into the room, bring it in the room. That's this is your safe space. Therapy is literally your safe space to make it what you need to make it. So you just need to what? Come on in the room. Cause you can't do nothing <laughs> from outside. Come <laughs> That's on. it. But sit but sit in your traumas and your troubles and hope that God gonna help you. And he like, maybe I, I built the I built the therapist office next to the church. When you gonna go? Right. But then that then and that does you a disservice because then now now you fighting God. You questioning God. Why are you doing this? Why I got to go through this? I've been praying. What else you been doing? What else have you been doing? Because you gave it hmm. to him and he gave it back to you and said, going to make you an appointment. You know, you listen look. to this podcast and, it's, and, and this is a message. He said, look, I, you see Pam is the vessel. <laughs> she's preaching right now but you That's some of you still not gonna go make that appointment and then be talking to be soaking ain't nothing got better in my life 
And it's like, how many signs you need? Like, come on. Mm. Mm. Well, well, well. So I know if you ain't got a word, I'm sure there's somebody you can slide this on into. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, did you listen neighbor? to that episode? We healing up over here. I don't know what okay. you doing, but we getting some healing from our good and mighty source, but also the people that he has called to be mental health professionals and healers. So on that Amen, note, somebody. listen, we're going to go on and transition real quick. I hope that message was right on time for somebody. I hope that it was edifying. It was fulfilling. And it was that tap on the shoulder that you needed from your higher power to work on yourself and take action. Um, I'm going to transition into our listener letter. Um, Dr. Pam, James reached out to us and said, what's up, y'all? Hey, James. First Hi. off, thank you for this platform and your weekly episodes. Y'all really give me new perspectives to consider each week. So thank you for that. You are most welcome. Lately, I've been dealing with a ton of stress and anxiety, and I'm curious if you have any tips on how to manage that anxiety in social situations. I know I'm not the only one who gets overwhelmed in crowds or feels like they're being judged constantly. Some tips on navigating those situations and building confidence would be appreciated. Dr. Pam, what would you say to James with his social anxiety and how he could navigate them and build confidence? Okay. So, hey, James, thanks for tapping in with us. So social anxiety is something I feel like it plagues a lot of us. Like there's a lot of us that have a fear or just a um, apprehension to the large crowds, the speaking in front of people, the, mm-hmm. you know, being in a large setting with all the rah-rah. And it's 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 pretty normal, common, common experience, right? Mm-hmm. And first and foremost, I think, because it happens so often, there's many tools out there. There's many different, like, I guess, techniques that you can use. But the the main catalyst is usually talk therapy. Talk to your therapist, figure out how exactly your social anxiety looks, what situations it shows up in, what works for you, right? So first and foremost, James, I'm a, you know, as usual, tell you, tap into a therapist. If you don't have one already, We have many resources to help you get one. And if you do have one, bring this up, right? Mm -hmm. Don't don't just keep it to yourself because that's going to, I'm sure, hinder you in a lot of different spaces. And then just for, you know, things that you can do in the meantime, between time, when we're talking about anxiety, we talk a lot about, you know, like working on our breathing techniques, our grounding techniques. And James, it seems like you've been with us for a while. So you've heard the different um, grounding techniques we've talked about in past episodes. So I would call you to go and look at that um, Mm -hmm. and listen to that because those are helpful for bringing us back in the moment and being, being a catalyst for us to kind of just like let go of the negative self-talk, the, the pent up energy and anxiety and being able to kind of like bring us back into the room. Right. So I suggest things like grounding techniques, breathing techniques, um, a lot of self-awareness is involved with understanding our social anxiety. So understanding what are those negative thoughts that are coming up? Cause you said, um, that you feel like you're being constantly judged. Like, where does that stem from? What exactly mm-hmm. do you think that looks like? Who are the people that are judging you, you know? And being able to look at that. So challenge the ne- negative talks, challenge the negative beliefs that we have that are popping up in these situations, understanding what the triggers to those things are, understanding a little bit more of how and where did we develop these things. Again, those are things that 
will be helpful with the therapist because they can help you really navigate and uh, be intentional and insightful with understanding these situations, but then learning the tools that work for you. So of course, there's the grounding techniques, the breathing techniques, but you'll figure out the ones that you like, right? So some people might be able to do the tactile sensations where you maybe splash some water on your face to bring yourself back in the moment and feel the water on your face or do the the five, four, three, two, one that Dr. Janae gave us last time or just doing the deep breathing or mm-hmm. being able to have some type of uh, measure in place that when you get into these situations and you're feeling a little bit more anxious that you're able to tap into. So those would be like the, the minor things that I just mentioned the breathing techniques the um grounding techniques and that but then you also want to do the background work and understand where this is coming from understand what your triggers are so that you can be proactive Mm -hmm. um i hope that helps thank you so much for that one dr pam and it is also your week for a therapist recommendation so what you got for the people well let me go and get back on the pulpit and i'm just like No, but this week I definitely want us to get into our journaling bag. So I feel like we've touched on a lot of things today. That's going to make you question some things. So I'm just going to give you a catalyst to explore those thoughts. Right. So I want us to take a moment, take a second. It might come in a couple of different phases, but Find yourself a safe space and really get into your journaling bag. This week's prompts is, first and foremost, what role does faith, God, religion play in your life? That's the first thing I want you guys to kind of like journal about and think about. Then I want you to go a step further and say, are we using faith, God, religion as a crutch to avoid negative feelings or problems or avoid accountability? Mm. And the final part of our journaling is how can I lean into my faith, religion, or spirituality in an effective way? How can I use my faith in an effective way? So a little bit like how we were talking about earlier, like if you're using it as your coping strategies, if you're using your scripture as your positive affirmation, what makes sense for you? So Mm -hmm. that you can get to that abundant life that God has promised you and all the blessings that he has in store for you so that you are in a space that you can actually enjoy them here and beyond, you know? So that's today's therapist recommendation. I'm calling you to do some thinking and do some journaling. I love that. And extra bonus points. If you really feel like your faith and your mental health aren't aligned, do it up at the church, do it in your prayer room, do it like Mm -hmm. that. So you can really see um, Mm -hmm. that God is present and healing is present for you because you deserve it. And on that note- Amen, come on, Dr. (laughs) Jade. Sister Deacon, Dr. Janae. That's you, hey. you Deacon and the Prophetess, girl. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> On you that note. You, you leading some services. I'm all okay. okay. That is our episode for the week. Thank you for tuning in and taking the time to connect with us. But now it is time for you to do the work. And you know that you got this. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and check out our free mental health resource guide, which is linked in our notes. Please leave us a review as it helps others find our podcast and let us know what you thought about this episode. I know we ruffled a little bit of feathers. Let us know what you think. Um, We'll do a weekly call for listener letters. So continue to write us for the chance to get some insight from us, your homegirls who happen to be therapists. Until next time, take care and we will talk to you next week.